Welcome to the 2023 version of the 30 to 1 MLB countdown previews brought to you by JohnPielli.com and the Past Ball Show. Uh, this is where we go over each one of the 30 MLB teams in the inverse order in regards to the predictions that I've set forth um, within my, I, I don't know, I, I, I grab the over-unders for Las Vegas, I predict the win total for each one of the 30 teams, and then I rank them based off of the amount of wins I project them to get between 1 and 30. 30 would be the worst. And today I'm talking about the Kansas City Royals, the team that last year finished uh, 65 and 97, have moved on from their manager, Mike Matheny, have also moved on from their president, Dayton Moore, who led the team to a World Series championship in 2015. The Royals, who came into the league in the American League in 1969, also won the World Series in 1985, made it to the World Series in 1980, losing to the Phillies. And then made it again to the World Series in 2014, losing a tough seventh game to Madison Bumgarner and the San Francisco Giants. We're looking at a team that didn't really lose too much from last year. Luke Weaver was a pitcher. Pitched for them a little bit, mostly with Arizona, but finished the year with the Royals. Um, Michael A. Taylor was traded to the Minnesota Twins, opening up a little bit of an opportunity for Drew Waters. And... I wanted to talk a little bit about Drew Waters because he was acquired in almost an, an unprecedented way. Now, Major League Baseball a couple of years ago made it okay to trade draft picks, but only um, a co competitive balance draft picks, which were given to teams to balance out revenue and to reward teams or basically give teams that don't have very high payrolls something back. So those were the only draft picks that could be traded. And the Atlanta Braves decided that the 35th overall pick in, uh, I think it was the 2022 draft, was that valuable that it was worth trading one of their top prospects. Not at the time, but a guy who was one of their top prospects within the last couple of years in Drew Waters. So the Royals made a move for a player that ranks, still ranks pretty high in their own organization in regards to top prospects, and they didn't trade anything. They traded a draft pick for him. So this was something you haven't seen in baseball happen too often. Waters, as I see it, and I think as a lot of others see it, other people see it, it really has the inside track on being the starting center fielder for the Kansas City Royals this year. And if he becomes a legitimate major leaguer or maybe a mainstay in a Royals organization, I think we're going to look back and wonder and look back at how they acquired him as being something that you haven't really seen too much of. Now, Zach Greinke, the veteran who started his career with the Royals, is, I, I believe, headed to the Hall of Fame. Maybe not right away, but I think over time. Well over 200 major league wins. He's back with the Royals for the second time. He was with the Royals last year, but... Um, is back on another one-year deal. Jordan Lyles comes over for the Baltimore Orioles. I think he could provide some some innings, some depth in the rotation. Brady Singer, to me, still is their ace. Mitch Keller, who I think still has some upside in spite of coming off of a bad season. Um, you're looking at uh, other guys like Carlos Hernandez, who I think is going to be worth taking a, a, a good look at. Um, if you're looking at the closer position for the Kansas City Royals, I would think that Aroldis Chapman would have 
the inside track or at least would be in a spot where you could expect to see him get a chance to close a lot of games. I mean, if it's if it's not for that, then I don't understand why he signed with Kansas City. Now, I'm not saying why did he sign with Kansas City because they're a bad they're a bad baseball team, but Araldis Chapman comes over from the Yankees where he spent the majority of the past several seasons, has been a dominating closer on a pennant contending club year in and year out, I would expect if all things are equal, he's going to go be a tertiary or secondary pitcher on a good team, a team that's expected to win. Now, listen, doesn't mean the Royals are trash. Doesn't mean the Royals aren't going anywhere. In fact, I believe the Royals can win a couple more games this year than in other past seasons. That being said, the Chapman signing intrigues me. Because Scott Barlow is still the closer. I still think Amir Garrett's going to get some late-inning opportunity. So is Dylan Coleman. And then you look at Ryan Yarborough, who's here looking, may, may get some starter innings, may get some relief innings. Um, a couple guys, Jake's, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jake Brents and uh, the uh, Stallmount, the Josh Stallman, I'm sorry, I didn't have his name right off the bat, but those are two pitchers that pitched really well for them in 2021, were very bad last year. They're hoping for bounce backs for it. So Chapman, if he's not the closer, I'm wondering why he signed with the Royals. That's going to be an, an interesting thing to me. Now, going back to the rotation, Daniel Lynch and Chris Bubik are going to get opportunities there. They were both very bad last year. They struggled. But the Royals have a lot of faith and belief in both of them that they can bounce back and pitch well. Between Lynch, Bubik, and Keller, all three had ERAs above five. Now, the depth, and Hernandez had an ERA over seven. So you're looking at the depth in their starting rotation being a little bit of an issue. Because, you know, I'm looking at Granke, Lyles, Singer, probably in some order, likely Singer, probably starting opening day. And then after that, they're really going to need, I think they're going to count on one or two of these other pitchers to really bounce back if we're playing this role that the Royals are going to somehow be competitive this year. Matt Quattraro comes over for the Tampa Bay Rays to, to manage this club. It's obviously rebuilding. Um, I look at them from an offensive perspective. Salvador Perez is still, I think he's going to be able to just wake up and just just hit. He's a, a 20 home run hitting catcher at age 32. And you think like he's already played like how many years in the major leagues? You know, he's played, what, 11 years already? I know he was up at the age of 23, was part of the Royals World Series championship team in 2015 and was there when they made the World Series in 2014. And he just year in and year out hits a bunch of home runs, had that 48 home run season in 2021, is really one of the best bona fide catchers year in and year out. And he's sticking around for this rebuild. Uh, Vinny Pasquantino had a pretty good breakout season last year. Not, uh, I, th I still think over the course of a full 162, um, he could hit 30 home runs. Played in 72 games last year, 832 OPS, 135 OPS plus. Uh, Bobby Witt made his major league debut at the age of 22, hit 20 home runs. 
Um, he's only going to get better. Uh, Waters, I think, like I said, you know, a guy that I almost feel like they kind of stole him in a way from the Braves. And the Braves, very good in developing their own good young players, were just so easy to move on from him. I, I, I don't know. Um, another intriguing player is MJ Melendez, who played some catcher and maybe split a little time with Salvador Perez when Perez was DHing. He also doubles as a DH. He could also play the outfield. He's probably part of the everyday lineup. Um, another interesting player, and we're talking about when you talk about some of the pitchers, whether they're uh, Mitch Keller, Lynch, Bubik, um, relievers, Stamont, and Brents. One of the themes of the Royals for the 2023 season is young players having a bounce back. And I think if there's one player that could use a solid bounce back, that's Hunter Dozier, one-time top 10 overall pick in a draft by the Kansas City Royals. He's hit for some power. He's had a little bit of a chance over the past couple of years. Hasn't really gotten it together. Part of the issue with Hunter Dozier is where do you play him? Is he a third baseman? Is he an outfielder? Is he a first baseman? There's opportunity at all at all of the positions. Corner outfield, first base, third base. He's probably not a third baseman at this point. Um, you look at Nicky Lopez, who's probably playing there a little bit. Um, you're looking at who's playing second. <laughs> it's like the who's on first kind of thing. What's on second? Where was the guy at third? I don't know. He's on third base. But Michael Massey um, is going to get a good chance to play some second. I don't know a ton about him. I mean, I looked at his numbers. He looks like he's an intriguing type of player. Fourth round draft pick of the 2019 draft. Played in uh, 52 games for the Royals this past season. I was following his minor league stats, hit 21 home runs, drove in 87 runs in 2021, had over 900 OPS when he was called up. So, you know, if you're looking at his numbers and, you know, what he's been doing in the minor league level, and certainly you're looking at the land of opportunity in Kansas City where they have a lot of, a lot of spots. You know, I look at Johan Camargo, veteran players, played with the Phillies, most notably with the Braves over the past couple seasons, probably can earn himself some at-bats if he has a good spring. Matt Beattie is over on a minor league deal from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Matt Duffy, Jackie Bradley Jr., uh, all, all different type of players that are looking to get a little PT, a little opportunity to shine with the Kansas City Royals. Um, you look at um, Edward Olivares, who I think is a player that, you know, they, they, we've seen over the last, uh, last year get a little bit of a chance to play. Nate Eaton, um, you know, is intriguing enough. And I, I like his story 21st round draft pick in 2018. Um, looking at his numbers, he hit 13 home runs in 2022. Um, and like I said, the Royals are going to have a, a lot of an opportunity, a lot of opportunity for players to get a chance to get some PT. In regards to their top prospects, Gavin Cross is an outfielder they took in the 2022 draft with the ninth overall pick. Um, obviously, he's going to be a couple years away. Ben Kurna, I'm sorry, K U D R N A Kudra was taken in a second round of the 2022 draft. He ranks as their number two prospect. And then a couple of players. They got a, an, a, an infielder and a utility player. Mikel Garcia and Nick Lofton. Uh, 
Both had 20-plus uh, stolen bases in the minor leagues over the past couple seasons. And both are probably ready to debut at some point in 2023. I, I look at the Royals, and I think with guys like Witt and Pasquatino in positions to probably have breakout seasons, um, Singer, I think, is on his way to be the ace of that pitching staff. And quietly, they have something with Barlow and Chapman and Garrett and Coleman. They they're able they should be able to close out some games. They should be able to hold some leads if they're able to get them. Now, I, I just don't think they have an identity. I can't really go out there and put a one through nine. You know, Nicky Lopez, to me, still is a leadoff hitter. Coming off of a bad season in 2022, he hit 300 in 2021. You know, there's Witt, there's Perez, Pasquantino, Melendez, Dozier, I think, breaks my opening day lineup. Um, the question is, are the Royals going to be able to roll with the same nine guys offensively over the course of the full season? And I think they're a little behind, but... I think they can win some games late in the season. And I think there's a lot of fight here. I think you have a manager that wants to instill some continuity with the franchise. And I think he's going to get the most out of these players. And like I said, just for guys like Witt and Singer and Pasquantino alone, I'm believing all these guys could kind of move in the right direction. I'm not looking at them, at them to shock the world. I'm not looking at them to uh, go out there and do anything unprecedented this year. But I think they could pass the Detroit Tigers, which they didn't do last year. I got the Royals at 70-92, and 92, fourth place in the American League Central Division. If you're interested in any more of my 30-to-1 MLB countdown previews, you can check them out. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, videos on YouTube, and of course my program, The Passball Show, which I've hosted since 2012. Stay tuned to the next version of 31 MLB countdown previews. Of 2023 version. This is John Pielli. God bless you. And as always, I'll see you on the other side.